It's, it told me it was recording. It shows me it's recording. What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Foul Talk Podcast. I apologize if that's a little too loud. I'm your host, Sam Porter. It is a, another day in paradise here in the hot state of Texas. I got Zane Martz on the other end of the line, and as he says, I just throw a random question at him, and he just was like, what's up? So, Zane, how was your day going? It's been good. It's been a Monday. It's been a Monday? I, uh, um, I, ha- I don't have any complaints. Knocked out a bunch of errands today. Other than <laughs> that, I don't have really anything special going on. I feel you. I uh, didn't do a whole lot, so... Yeah, it's uh, it's. I hope, it's your bo- I hope your boss listens to this podcast. My boss is a great guy. He is elderly and needs to hang up the hat, but he is a very good guy. Um, he was actually, for those that are in Lubbock or around Lubbock or want to like learn about history, Lubbock has well, it's not in it's not active anymore, but it's Reese Air Force Base. And that's been out of commission since I don't even know when. But he was actually stationed here many moons ago when it was Reese Air Force Base um, out there between Lubbock and Leveland. So, like, that's how old he is. But he's a great guy. Anyways, get back on topic. Oh, my microphone's falling down. Um, wanted to kind of do a do an episode real quick for y'all just to kind of give y'all an idea of where we're at, what we're gearing up to do. Obviously, um this this is the one that will go out this week it is the 21st monday the 21st this one's going to go out friday so by the time y'all are listening to this it's monday the previous monday but it's hot we haven't had a whole lot of rain out in west texas we've got our sunflowers being cut our like our irrigated sunflowers our irrigated corn that's all being cut and as well as we've got a bunch of shredding that's being done this week and next week so i mean tax season starts next friday so all that grain's being cut. Hopefully, the birds will hit that. A lot of it's close to water, so we've got some promising stuff. I mean, heck, how many of our fields were we at last or a week and a half ago, Zane, that were just money and fire with birds? Most of them. Yeah. I think everything, everything that was near water was covered up in dove, and then, honestly, we were almost seeing more dove around fields that had no sunflowers and just had a lot of water and mesquites that they could go hide out in the shade on. Yeah, that's so, that's a fact. Uh, it'll be promising. We, we may we may have some unique dove hunting this year for some people to put them on a bunch of birds. But yeah, we're yeah. gonna have a lot of small water dove hunts. Like, there's a dog here on my mic. Yeah, I didn't know if you were recording the video and posting the video at all. But yeah, you got you got short hair hair all over your mic. Yeah, I apologize. I knocked it off, and yeah, there's hair all over it. It's probably going to be the first one, if I can get it all figured out, how the video is going to go on YouTube. So we'll try that one out. But yeah, it's uh, it's going to be it's gonna be a good season. I'm optimistic. I hope we can get some uh, late, well, from what the, uh, the forecast showing, we're not going to get any late August rains, at least the first couple of days of September. I did see, like... Maybe like the fourth or so. This is like, this is, you know, way out. But so there's a chance for rain, uh, which is more than I've seen in a long time. So hopefully it'll knock the temperatures down, maybe push some new birds in, some of those northern big Kansas birds and things like that. But we'll have to see. Let's see if we, I'm, I'm going to pull up a forecast real fast for out there just to see because I haven't looked in a minute. Yeah, I will say it, uh, well, 
I look in Lubbock and I look in Colorado City, so it's it's just kind of it's between like here we're hour forty five, two hours north of where we hunt for the most part, and it's like four to five degrees cooler here every day compared to down there. It's like here it's like 97 it's like 101 there you know stuff like that so it's it's really been hot but i will say today i think it's like high of like 98 here in lubbock so it's not terrible even though like i guess it's just more mentally seeing that like extra two degrees or whatever from going 98 to like triple digits just makes it annoying and makes me angry at the world (laughs) like there's no reason go ahead go ahead i don't see rain at all but they stopped they can't you know they can't predict it that far in advance the last rain day they have is the fourth like that they would predict the weather and everything's sunny or cloudy until then but it does go yeah I just 101 is a high on the fourth the 91 is a high on the fifth so i'm curious that's gonna probably we're gonna have all our dove disappear for like two days and i bet by the eighth and ninth weekend they're all down from above us whatever stuff hadn't moved from like lubbock and whatnot yeah, but we have you know that little quick little cold, not cold snap, but that ten degree drop may do something. Yeah, I'm I'm just yeah looking at it right now. It's today in Lubbock. It's a hundred degrees high. Seventy three is a low for tomorrow morning. Um, now between now and the first next Monday, the high is ninety three with a low of sixty seven. That's the coolest it's gonna get, but not like it. That's not a major swing. Um, so yeah, like what you're saying, that'll be the first pretty much cool front of the year. So I'm pumped for that. Um, yeah cool in quotation marks yeah the fact Cooler. the fact that 98 is the first cool front but you gotta start somewhere yeah. and it's showing by the end of september we'll be down in the 80s but we'll see about that i've had number i'm sure you've been the same way a number of years where opening day and a rifle blind for deer season i'm in my underwear and nothing else yeah it's hot it's, so you can i feel like you can usually count on west texas to be hot up until like really the middle of december it, it didn't get cold this last time till ashton and jared came you know your buddies uh your concrete buddies to right before christmas Yeah, right there right and they got cold like it got cold they went from a pretty mild season to like that that morning it started out like at, what 60 degrees like we were sweating while we were setting up but all of a sudden it was like and that wind kicked in it was like I vivid, if I'm wrong. It was it no, was like no. 25. It was it was, it was cold strong. all morning because that was you and you and Stet ran that one, because me and Truman were having <laughs> to defend the field from the ducks. We were walking, we were driving ducks out of the field, like get out of the field. We're waiting, we're hoping y'all shoot that crane limit quick so we go hop in the duck blind in another field. And oh uh, yeah, that was dude, that was miserable. I remember setting up and it was spitting like right. sleet, so you were getting pelted in the face, and. You know, we hide in tumbleweeds, so the tumbleweeds were wanting to blow away. We were hiding in uh Well, I think the, the wind the wind switched on it. That's what happened. When we were first setting up, there was a south wind. Like, you know how that always happens where you kind of have, like, the wind goes opposite direction. All of a sudden, it's like a vacuum, and then it, either your hot or cold spell or whatever kicks in out of nowhere. Not out of nowhere, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Am I going crazy? Like, it always, like, all of a sudden, it's like the calm before the storm. Like, everything kind of reverses, almost like a tide. That's what happened while we were setting up because it kind of warmed up. And, like, I remember I was just in, like, a hoodie. And I was like, eh, this is warmer than it's supposed to be. And then all of a sudden it was like, I think you and Truman left. And all of a sudden it was like God flipped the switch and that wind switched to from the north, which was basically directly at our backs. And we are in layout. So you didn't feel it. But when those cranes were coming in, that wind was blowing so hard. When we raised up to shoot, like, you know, they're like parachutes. By the time we were shooting, they were, like, 50 yards out. 
Yeah. And then by the time they fell, they were like a hundred yards out and running to go get them was not a problem. Like you had the wind at your back. It was great. And then you turned around and like, you just freeze because you had 30 <laughs> mile an hour wind in your face. And it's like 10 degrees out of nowhere. Like you're trying to like work your way back uphill the whole way. It was miserable. And we shot, I think 36 birds or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Y'all shot your group. limit. I, I, I remember cause I had a call I had to be on for work and Truman was walking ducks out of that field y'all were hunting well i sat there at, we, was, we were hunting right next to one of our main farmers places or one of his barns and i had that was in the truck i was in the warmth but i could see the birds coming in and i had rip with me and the wind was blowing so hard right at me that when y'all called the shot you would shoot them and by the time they hit the ground and we're talking we were 500 yards away probably they were closer to me when they landed than yeah. they were to y'all. So I sent Rip out to get it's, it's, five it's or Especially six of the if there's like cripples that like that like didn't fold or, you know, fall pretty quick. Yeah, those cripples would sail in that wind almost to you. Because I think I I think you you didn't drive out to us. You just tossed all the birds in like a pile by a barn or something like that. So we could go grab them when we had a second. Yeah, it was <laughs> I know we went from dove hunting and talking about that, but that was that was a cold morning and then we proceeded to stay out and field duck hunt all day and just take turns sitting in the blinds and going back to the heater in the truck. It was gnarly. I can't wait for that again. I would happily take 12 degree temperatures over 105 degree temperatures any day of the week. You can always put more clothes on, you know, can't take more clothes off unless you're butt naked, but still hot. But back to dove season, I think we're going to be solid. No, the one thing I don't like about dove is how finicky they are. Like I was saying that if we get that 10 degree drop, like they do just disappear overnight. It's not like waterfowl and stuff where you kind of have a little bit of a buffer on cold fronts and you can still hunt. Like we had last year, what we shot a limit the afternoon before, like not even a limit. It was like a 20 person limit the afternoon before. And then it got cold overnight. And the next morning there was zero dove. That was weird. Yeah. We, we had your dad's youth group in and there was like 20 yeah. people, like 10, 10 kids, 10 parents. And we, we smoked the dove. Like it was phenomenal hunting. It was great. Like there was probably 10 cases of shell shot between all those kids and parents. Minimum. Yeah. It like, there was, there was a lot of dove shot. I, I don't remember what the total count was, but we had quite a few pictures of it posted off and on with the kids and stuff, but it was a hundred plus between everybody. And, and they missed probably quadruple that because that's it's kids and man it's dove it's some of the hardest shooting there is other than probably teal. Yeah, for and, a beginner. I mean, these we're talking. Uh, about- yeah, it just yeah, it's just nonstop action all afternoon. And then the next morning, went to one of our other fields. Normally, just packed. And I think the weekend. No, the weekend after was the weekend that we brought people back out there. But the weekend. We took the kids out there. We saw like three dove all morning. Yeah, it and was. It, you know, it had dropped from like it was like ninety degrees the afternoon before to that morning we were hunting, and it was like forties or something like that. Like I think overnight, it was like, I think it was like yeah, it was like, well, I think it was like upper fifties. But dude, it was cold for like middle of September. Yeah, it, was really... it was like you were not. I'm I'm a big guy. Like I'm you know, like I got. I'm I I didn't get out of the truck. Muscular. I remember it was chilly enough, and I didn't have because I just brought like the lightweight short sleeve shirts. Um, yeah. It was, yeah, it was rough, dude, because I was not comfortable out there just standing there in a short sleeve shirt. I'm a big guy with a lot of extra warmth. But, yeah, that was weird. It uh, it went from having a really sunny day, like almost a miserably hot day of hunting, lots of shooting, smiles, grins from ear to ear. Everybody had a great time. 
to the next morning we like saw like four birds it was one of the bigger temperature swings i can remember for my entire time growing up and if you hunt i do feel Texas, like there's they leave at least every september the there's a swing every september there's a swing like that or october somewhere in there and it kind of kind of do the same thing every year but it was weird to have it that early because i think that was week it was like the 12th two of the season or something like that yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't very so very late in the season but yeah we and then and then the following weekend we took a group back out to that same field because you know throughout the week we saw tons of birds filing back in there that came from i'm gonna say lubbock but i mean who knows and the next week and those guys shot like a 10 man and uh, pretty quickly in the afternoon so yeah it was weird. that was dove, dove, that was the group dove of sucks because from... like you can you can have a great dove hunting operation and then you know you you have something like that happen and if you have a group that doesn't know how dove operate all of a sudden you put a bad taste in their mouth and you have a bad rep so it's really it's a tough one to do so i would say it's one of the tougher yeah, because you have to scout. It's, it's like like in a like in a switch. It's just done. Like, yeah, you know. Now, like now is the time. If you have a shotgun that does not have a plug in it, put the plug back in that sucker. If you were hunting snow geese, you were shooting turkeys, quail late season, you decided to take your plug out, put those suckers back in because you have to have your plug in to hunt migratory game. Put them back in. Three rounds total. One in the chamber, two in the mag. Don't float that four shell. Be ethical. You can do it on a lot of guns. Just do the right thing. Um, make sure, you know, one one thing is, uh, especially if you're, you know, with an outfitter, yeah, you're paying for hunt. Do your best to respect the farmer and landowner that they're leasing land from and pick up your holes, your trash. Um, because, you know, you could go out there and have a lights out hunt. And, you know, if for some reason that field gets trashed up and the guy doesn't see you're out in the middle and some of the taller stuff, farmer comes back through there plant stuff or you leave something that messes up his plow or whatever is his planter you know you'll lose that you lose that connection you don't want that to happen so just make sure uh make sure you do the right thing pick up your trash they uh if you go on rogers right now it's like 24.99 they get the magnetic foldable pick sticks they're cheap they're great you can put them in your bag put them in your back pocket honestly all of our guides have one of them in the truck if not two and in the trailers do that. Just throw your stuff in a sack. Throw it. Heck, pick up your holes, put them in an empty box of shells, or just throw them in your game bag and throw them out when you get there. I know if you're hunting with us, pick up your holes. We'll have trash cans, uh, trash bags at the end of the hunts, or all you know, we'll be driving around in the Can Am and the four wheelers and stuff to, you know, make sure you all have waters, make sure everything's needed. We'll be there to help out. So just try and do the right thing. But overall, I think this uh, this year is going to be a good one. It's uh, it's going to be a little different because the uh, the water situation, but I think that's uh, that's the that's good because number one, there's not much water, so the birds are going to be concentrated just like we saw it. So you know, one of these places, it's what's well, it's got uh, one of our places that we're really excited to hunt. It's got four small stock tanks, and when I say small, they're the biggest one is maybe maybe an acre, maybe an acre, you know. Yeah, and, maybe. Uh, the uh, like the other three are pretty much like a like a thirty by thirty, you know, sort of deal down in a little hole, but like it's perfect. Uh, mesquite trees all around. They, yeah, they just dive in there, and I mean, we every time we rolled up on one, just dove coming off the bank left and right. So it'll be fun. Backs to the tank, watching stuff coming in. It yeah. should be a banger. Yeah, it'll it'll be it'll be fun for sure. Um, 
let us know uh let us know what y'all want to hear this is should get this one on youtube so if we if this is up we'll let y'all know i'll post it on facebook instagram everything go give us a follow on facebook or i'm sorry on facebook and instagram at the foul talk podcast and follow the youtube page it should be the foul po- foul talk podcast on youtube or under dirty texas outfitters i don't know yet go check us out um let us know what content you want to hear leave a comment down below on that one and we'd love to hear what y'all want to hear um we're preparing here for dove season it's going to be a good time zane do you have anything else no i need to i need to find our supportable ac to keep with us for dove hunting though every year i buy something dumber so this year i may buy one of those roby bucket fans and just sit there and spray us while we're hunting the whole time yes we could put up the uh you know the little tent thing or what are the the canopy put misters all the way around it i want i want one of i want one of those nomarch chairs bad yes. the one you know the the dove chairs with the hood but then i'm like man by the time i see a dove coming over my back it's going to be like a ways in front of me with the hood coming over so i don't know if that's i have a hard time i say i, I have a hard anybody, time anybody that's used one of those yeah I'm let curious. us know I have a hard time justifying spending like $140, $50 on one of those, but I just paid $70 for a half gallon water bottle from Yeti. And I'm <laughs> contemplating. Yeah. And, and you're also, me and you both want to buy one of the $300 freaking chairs from Yeti. So yeah, I feel like my, uh, I feel like it's just worth pulling the trigger and trying it out. <laughs> Higden, help us out. Yeah. No Marsh, help us out. Well guys, thank you all for tuning into this episode of the foul talk podcast. We'll talk to y'all later. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram, like I said. YouTube, leave a comment down below. Y'all stay safe. Peace. Adios.